How often do you speak to the public? And what is public speaking for you? Because we are all public speakers. Because public speaking is not only confined to speaking to thousands of people that you do not know in a big conference hall. When you speak to your family, you speak to public. When you give a presentation at your work or just talk to your colleagues, you speak to public. When you speak with a group of people on the street, you speak to public. So public presentation, public speaking is in all our lives. And in this part, I just want to speak about a few advices that I try to implement on my own public speaking, which I have found very useful and I hope it will be useful for you as well. The first one is to make clear what your main message is. So if you want to speak about how using plastic bags pollute the environment, make sure that in the beginning, in the body and in the conclusion that you mention this. You don't necessarily have to say the whole sentence like this, but make sure that you do not assume that people already know what you're speaking about. Just, you can literally say, I'm going to speak about the usage of plastic bags and how it pollutes the environment. And repeat that in the middle, in a way, and finish that, at the end of, finish with that at the end of your speech saying, and this is how plastic bags pollute the environment. So make sure when people leave that they understand and they're not confused about the main message. And of course, secondly, prepare. If you're going to give a presentation, a speech, a meeting, just think about what you're going to say and more importantly, think about how you're going to say it. So when you plan it and when you prepare for it, and if you have time for it, just practice that speech as many times as possible. Generally, the optimal number is 20. It might sound a lot, but then it will feel natural. But if it's an impromptu speech, so you have to deliver it at that time. So if somebody says, oh, Perchin, just tell us how you feel, then obviously you will not have time to prepare. But that's why it's important to try to speak in public and experience and practice expressing yourself. So each time you do it, you gain more muscles on this. And when they ask you to do a last minute speech or an impromptu spontaneous speech, then you will do it with ease because you have done it hundreds of times before. In speeches, in presentations, and even in one-on-one -on -one conversations, paying attention to your vocal variety will help you a lot in attracting attention. Depending on the situation, what I know for sure is that you should not keep your voice flat all the time because people will get used to it and people will get bored. Imagine it like a movie. A good movie has action parts or climax parts and then some slow parts and then goes up again and then goes in the middle again and then slows down a bit. And this is generally actually the formula of life, ups and downs and sometimes in the middle. So in a speech, if you're going to emphasize something, then you can increase your voice. I don't mean scream, but I mean using your voice in a strong manner so people understand that there's something serious going on. And then you can get back to the middle flat tone for a while. And then when you want to dramatize something, you can say, I'm going to slow down right now. And this is what happened. And this is what I learned from the situation. And people will again, put their, give their attention to you and say, okay, I think this is something dramatic. So increasing your vocal variety or decreasing your vocal variety or being in the flat sense will help you excite the audience, keep the audience engaged, much easier. And you can also do this in your one-on-one -on -one life. But obviously, do not overdo it. Do not overshout or do not over whisper. But you will find this balance the more you do it. And do not forget the power of three. When you give a speech, I also make this mistake a lot, that I want to speak about a lot of different topics. So generally what I suggest is have one main topic and three subtopics maximum, which is 
for example, if it's about plastic pollution, so you can say, okay, using plastic bags are bad and the alternatives are this, and this is what we have to do. But if you say more than three bullet points, then people will start getting confused because in a speech, generally people have the memory capacity to remember three sub points under a main point. So do not think that the more you speak or the more things you say, the more effective it will be. No, less and simple is much better. If you have so many things to say, just leave the rest of what you're going to say to another time and make sure that people understand these three things that you're saying. And of course, adapt your speech depending on your audience. So if you're going to give the exact same topic, for example, if you're going to speak about time management to older people, then the examples and the style that you have to use is different than speaking about time management to high school students. For example, to high school students, you can give some popular culture examples like Game of Thrones and some series or some songs that they listen to, whereas to more elderly people, most probably they will not relate to that as much. So you can give some examples from the 70s or the 80s. So you have to understand how to communicate with any demographic group in the same topic. So the same topic can change entirely the way you say it and the way you give it to people can entirely change depending on the audience group. So before you give a speech, try to understand who is listening to you. Is it executives or employees, younger people, or older people, more women, more men or mixed, which, which languages, which cultures, which religions? So first of all, do not say anything that would offend anyone, but secondly, try to not try to adapt your speech depending on their understanding or level of understanding and obviously be tactful a lot of politicians a lot of speakers they think being tactless is a virtue but it's not do not offend anyone it's never worth offending or breaking anybody's heart just to win over the rest of the audience so do not make jokes about religion or about fat people or about women sexist jokes or about men or about anything do not speak about sensitive topics. For example, I know a lot of speakers, when they see a group of people and none of them are fat, they make jokes about fat people. But this person, maybe he was fat before, or maybe he has a fat relative, or maybe he's sensitive about this topic. So there's always a danger of that hitting back, back at you. But do not not be tactless just because you th you're, you're afraid of the consequences. Just be tactful because you're a decent human being that you do not make fun or judge anyone. And brevity. The shorter you are, the better. Especially in today's world, nobody will listen to you for more than five minutes, 10 minutes. There might be situations that you will speak longer than that. I give trainings that take five days, but I don't start speaking in the first day and finish in the last day. I start with an introduction, then we give a break, then we play some team games. I, I talk about the topic for 10 minutes and then we do role playing and after role playing we give a break and then we make a discussion round and then we watch a video. Do you see? There's always something changing every 5-10 minutes because if I would speak for half an hour, even here or in my training, people will say, oh my god. So in order to avoid that, make sure that you keep things brief. So when you switch from one topic to the other, do some adjustments, take some breaks, involve people, make them laugh, make them cry. So change the setting, okay? Maybe allow them to take some fresh air. But do not just go flat and speak more than 20-30 minutes straight because nobody will listen to you, even though you're in a position of power and people might pretend that they do, but they will not. And make sure that when you speak to people, to your family, to your colleagues, present something that you get feedback. Get feedback about anything, about your body language, about your tone. 
Some people will automatically give you feedback. They can say, oh, you don't really listen. Generally, when I get feedback, if even one person says, I try to listen to that feedback. If five people say it, it's five different people, then I definitely listen to that feedback. So feedbacks always help us become better versions of ourselves. If you think that feedback is not true or unfair, then just filter it through. But again, if more than one people independently say it to you, then maybe you should sit down and pay attention to it. Or even if one person tells it to you, maybe it's worth a few minutes of thoughts and say, okay, what can I improve? And most importantly, do your own feedback. For example, when I record this video, obviously I will watch myself. And if I see that I'm doing something that I don't like, I will fix it. But without seeing myself, it is impossible to be aware and fix that. So apart from asking people their opinions, which I think is very valuable, also try to allow yourself to see yourself with a camera or record your sound or speak in front of the mirror and understand what you can improve. An example about me, in the past when I spoke, I used to do this a lot because I think my armpits were getting sweaty and I was trying to just be more comfortable. But then I saw when I watched myself in the camera, how terrible that looks. And when once I was aware, each time, after that, I was when I was doing this, I said, okay, don't do this. It doesn't look good and it doesn't help anything. So I tried to fix it, make it better, better, better. And then it was completely abolished. That's how important feedback is. And obviously eye contact. A lot of people don't do eye contact and it's a sign of untrustworthiness. A lot of people don't do eye contact, not because they're untrustworthy, but because they lack confidence. If you don't look anyone in the eye, I don't mean to stare, but even when I speak to this camera, I always try to look at the lens not I don't speak like this or I don't speak like this because it will give a negative impression. So when you speak to a person, especially one-on-one, -on -one, make sure that you look at them in the eye meaningfully, not stare at them blankly or look some other places because both means that I'm not paying attention to you, but be with this person, like sincerely be with this person 100%. Don't think about anything else. And this is something that you have to practice. It doesn't happen at once. But eye contact is a very important part of it. So. When you are aware about, of yourself that you're missing eye contact, just get back to it and even apologize to the person saying that maybe you're distracted or you're just trying to learn more about eye contact. And this per person will definitely accept your sincerity. But eye contact is one of the best ways to communicate because communication is not only about the words that come out of your mouth, but the body language, including the eye contact, is a big, big, big part of it. So practice eye contact. And if you're speaking to the groups, if it's like 10, 15 people, you can just walk your eye around these people and make small eye contacts with each of them, not too short or not too long. And if it's a big group of people, like a thousand people, then obviously you cannot look at everyone in the eye. Then the best way is to divide the hall into three and go to this part and speak to the left part so everybody feels included there and then come to the middle, speak with the middle part. You can just also scan them from up to down if it's like a theater setting and then go to the right side and speak to the people on the right so everybody feels included. But eye contact is absolutely necessary. Please practice that. And in today's world, in the technology time, using visuals have become very valuable. But a lot of people, even though they use visuals, they just put some bad stock photos that are with low resolution, doesn't complete the whole screen and it looks worse. It's better if you just speak. So if you're going to use visuals, really learn how to use visuals. My suggestion to you is that get high quality stock photos, even if you have to buy them and put them to make sure that it fills the whole screen, because then visuals will look professional and it will have a positive effect. 
otherwise if you just put three four photos there or pictures that are unrelated looks bad in color etc etc it will give a worse impact it's better if you don't use visuals at all so my suggestion to you in this is learn how to use visuals there are so many trainings about it and if you don't know how to use visuals don't use visuals and using our gestures if i spoke to you with my hands tied on my back or crossed it will give you a negative impression because you would feel like i'm not fully engaged in the speech you would feel like i'm being defensive or i'm hiding something so when you speak try to use your hands as meaningful as possible if you speak about something big show it if you speak about something small show it if you speak about something long show it if you speak about how you were running fast try to show it with your body language just try to act because speaking is not only about again the words coming of our mouth it's a whole acting it's a whole drama it's a whole performance so make sure you commit to it speaking in front of the mirror speaking to the camera and watching yourself is one of the good are one of the good ways to improve your gestures it will automatically become a muscle in time and you will learn how to use your gestures in the correct place at the correct time but also please do not overuse your gestures and obviously using the stage is very very important here the stage that i have is very limited so i generally stand still i make eye contact if i'm in a room of people with training i try to move to the right to the left just me be mobile a bit sometimes to circle around the room so also people in the back feel included if it's a massive hall then i walk to the left hand speak with people to the left as i said come to the middle speak with people in the middle go to the right speak with people on the right so not over moving, not running around the stage, not tiring the audience, but also not standing still like a statue. In this case, I'm standing still on my feet at least, but at least with my body, I'm moving a bit to give you some and myself some dynamism. So try to use the stage effectively, but don't overuse it. And you can always use props. When you speak about something to reinforce the meaning, you can use props. For example, I will just get a prop right now and I'll try to make it look as spontaneous as possible. For example, if I'm speaking about a detective story or, or if I'm speaking about an investigator, I can carry this with me and I can act like an investigator head. So this is an important prop that would make you help remember what I'm speaking about if the topic is relevant. So if I speak about Sherlock Holmes, this is a very symbolical thing, right? Like detectives generally puff this and or old people or whatever. So if the topic is relative to this, bring this as a prop and it will help people reinforce the meaning and last but not least even though the technical details that i have told are very important to give public speeches to speak to public or to speak to anyone i think the number one attribute to have in communicating with people regardless it's five people or five thousand people is sincerity speaking from the heart do not pretend to be someone else be yourself with all your weaknesses with all your vulnerabilities with all your strengths when you're yourself then you are truly strong a lot of speakers, they're really good speakers technically, but I see something is missing. And I found out in time that it's sincerity that is missing because nobody is 100% successful. So when somebody says, be successful, be on time, always be effective, you see that that's not realistic because for sure this person is not like that, even though he might be more productive above average, but this person will feel lazy and have sad days and have unproductive days as well. So I would prefer from that speaker to hear, Okay, being productive is good for yourself, for the society, blah, 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 but there will be lazy days and that's okay as well. Don't worry about it. If it's chronicle, then there's a problem and we should fix it. But if it's one day, two days, it's okay to be lazy or be sad because these are also human emotions, human feelings, human behaviors. So that's what I mean by sincerity. Opening up with all our vulnerabilities, connecting to people on a true human level. I hope you found my advices useful. 
And if you like my channel, this video and all my other videos, I would be happy if you would subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, anything that you want to say, you can always write to me in the comment section here or simply write me on Instagram or LinkedIn. My name Perchin Imrek, you can find me easily anywhere. It would be my pleasure to interact with you because the more I interact with you, the more I learn. Thank you very much and have a fantastic life. Bye-bye.